Hey everyone, producer Dave here. Make sure you check out our new show called How the Tech Are You? As you might have guessed, it's a show about technology. Uh, I talk a little bit about content creation using Linux. Matt talks about some programming stuff I don't understand and also some tech news stuff that I do understand. And HK talks about some system admin stuff that I do understand and some software engineering stuff that I don't understand. You can find How the Tech Are You on your favorite podcast app or you can also grab it on YouTube or Odyssey. The internet is a big dumpster. on the internet is it and to you i say you're right because we also have puppies and butts 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 golden retrievers and big heavy heavers Tale of two cities, Siamese mills is an apple to verses, 
All right, everybody, welcome to Catterday. Uh, we're also doing the news rundown tonight instead of tomorrow night because I won't be back by 7 tomorrow night. There's no way. Got a family thing. We will be live tomorrow night. Just don't know what we're going to do. So I kind of put together like a mini docket. Usually the docket's like four pages. We got two. Um, we're not going to separate it out into segments or anything. We're just going to power through this motherfucker. Um, happy Catterday, everybody. I used some of the money that y'all give me to go buy a new camera because the other one's been flashing. Um, I didn't buy anything fancy, but I did buy a different one in hopes that it doesn't flash like the other one was. So thanks everybody for your generosity. Y'all literally bought the camera and I appreciate it. Uh, I didn't, like I said, nothing fancy, but not another C920. So maybe it won't flash during <laughs> the cults and the satanic panic show. So um, <clears throat> we're going to get right to it. I'm just going to call this first thing we're running here. We're going to go ahead and call it a happy father's day. Uh, this is from Herschel Walker's son, Christian Walker, who I don't like. Fathers, it would be great if you stayed home and raised your kids instead of ran off to bang a bunch of women who weren't your baby mama. Stay home and raise your freaking kids. Your kids need a father. Get back home. Get back home. If you take out your thing and you get a woman pregnant, guess what? The party days are over. The acting foolish days are over. You go get a freaking job and you support your new family. Get home. Raise your kids. Kids need a man in the house raising them. They need a good dad. They need a loving father. Yeah, look what having a man in your life did to you. Like, look what have you having a father did to you. God, you're a monster. You're out taking shots of vodka and tequila, living your high life. Your kid is suffering. Get home. Get home. Raise your kids, fathers. Get home. So there's a lot going on there. Um, <clears throat> generally, uh, kids who have two parents do better because there are two parents there. But there are situations where one parent is definitely better than two. Um, the immediate one that comes to mind is an abusive parent. Um, the, another one that comes to mind, maybe not abusive, just like an alcoholic parent. There are times when it's actually better to have one good parent than one good parent and one shitty parent. Um, so that was Christian Walker. Here's, a uh, his pops, Herschel Walker. Uh, he might be a Senator, everybody. Herschel Walker. Might be a senator. That sounds great, doesn't it? Aren't we excited for the Herschel Walker as a senator part of the timeline? You don't quit. What do you see as some of the big biggest problems going on in our country today? I think some of the biggest problems going on in our country today, we have so many celebrities telling people that they can't do it. Do what? Telling a lot of people, oh, you know, it's you can't do it. Like, you got to feel bad for yourself, feel sorry for yourself, which is sad to me because when they made it, you know, yeah. they've done it, but they're telling you, you can't do it. And it's like, God, you did it. Why they can't do it? I think to tell our kids that, uh, that you know, they can't do it or to tell our, making our kids feel sorry for themselves and uh, not having it, don't want to educate. So there are, I, I think I know what he's talking about. I can't remember who it was. Somebody came out and told their fans that they're not likely to be uh, famous and to like focus on other things. I forget who it was. Sounds like Lady Gaga. might. It just sounds like a Lady Gaga thing to say, but I don't think it was her. 
it just sounds like a Lady Gaga thing to be like, hey, my darlings, you're not all going to be famous. So get it, get, you know, find, find what you love doing and do that. But I don't think it was Lady Gaga, but he's responding to someone. I just can't, I just can't conjure up who it was. And the advice that person gave was really good because you're not going to be famous. I'm not going to be famous. None of us are going to be famous. So find something you like that you can make your fucking living on and do that. And that's not bad advice. You're not telling nobody that they can't do it when you tell them that. You're telling them that they can, that they're just not likely to be famous. Because most people are not famous. That's the point of fame. If everyone was famous, then um, then nobody would be famous. So it's a good thing, I think, for if, especially if somebody's fans are a lot of young people, um, it's good, I think, for the celebrity to remind the young people that they're not all going to be celebrities. In fact, like functionally, like if you had to say a number zero, right, is way closer number than any other number because there's just so many, so few people get to be celebrities. So few people even get to be like well-known and not even to the point of celebrity, right? And so that's good advice when you're famous. If you are a decent person, you should definitely tell your fans, especially if they're kids, that everybody ain't going to be famous and that they got to, you know, you got to find something you like doing and, and focus on that. So everybody, we got Ryan Waters, Ryan Walters. He's running for a state school superintendent in Oklahoma. And he's a big piece of shit. If you could imagine that we never ever run audio or video of people who are giant pieces of shit. Our schools are teaching kids the wrong lessons. I'm Ryan Walters. As a public school teacher, I've seen the propaganda Democrats want in our schools. It's sick. As state superintendent, I'll crack down on their anti-American curriculum. I'll ban hateful programs like critical race theory, fight for school choice, and make sure boys don't play in girls' sports. I'm Ryan Walters, and I'm here to fix our schools and teach leftists a lesson. Ryan Walters for state superintendent. You know, known uh, Democrat enclave of Oklahoma. What's he talking about? Because like, the Democrats are trying to teach. Like, what is he talking about? The state super school superintendent right now is probably a Republican. Whatever. He's probably going to win. Some of these places, man, the best thing you can do is be a giant piece of shit, and that's how you'll win your election. Um, speaking of giant pieces of shit that win their election, this is Wendy Rogers. She's a state senator in Arizona. And, um, I mean, she's got a gun, so maybe we should listen to her. She might shoot us otherwise. We need more good guys with guns. The global communists in our country and around the world want Americans disarmed so they can treat us as the people of China are treated. Lockdowns where people are bolted into their homes and not allowed <laughs> bolted to Bolted into my apartment. Parents being dragged off to COVID camps and children left to fend for themselves or worse. Tyranny must never be allowed to thrive in this country. Our right to keep and bear arms protects everyone. It protects our schools. It protects our families. It protects you and me. To protect our gun rights, please reelect me to the Arizona Senate. Thank you. Wendy Rogers. Unfortunately, she's going to win re-election to the Arizona State Senate. It's uh, all, but, all but already done. Her district is very much uh, 
going to be voting for her. Wendy Rogers is one of the craziest elected officials in the United States. One of the most hinged people completely detached from reality and willing to use exclusionary and violent rhetoric uh, when talking about her political opponents and just people of other races, uh, people who don't believe in her religion and shit too. She's a, she's a real piece of shit. And uh, she could be the president one day, I guess. And our next clip is the most frightening thing we've seen since last week. Um, This is Mark Burns. He's a candidate running for the House of Representatives, South Carolina's 4th District. And, uh, well, he's, he's got this to say about people like me and like some of you. The LGBT transgender grooming our children's minds is a national security threat because it is ultimately designed to destabilize the republic we call the United States of America. That's why when I'm elected, I don't want to just vote. I want to start holding people accountable for treason to the Constitution. I am going to push to reenact HUAC. HUAC is the House of Un-American Activities Committee. It was a real committee that was formulated back in the 50s, and it's a, a committee that we should reenact. That started- Not for nothing, it's the House Committee on Un-American Activities was the name of it, but These people accountable for treason. We need to hold people for treason, start having some public hearings, and start executing people who are found guilty for their treasonous acts against the Constitution of the United States of America, just like they did back in 1776. You know what, South Carolina? This is our guy. Oh, yikes. No, this is not your guy. First of all, the Constitution didn't exist in uh, 1776. These people don't even know anything about American history. Um, The Constitution, 1776 is when the Declaration of Independence dropped. There was no House Committee on Un-American Activities in 1776. Um, This guy's history is all fucked up. Um, But not not for nothing. He just said that the that I, me, some of you, are a national security risks. Not because we pose any sort of clear and present danger to the country, but because we happen to be gay, bisexual, lesbian, transgender, asexual, just not straight. And that's pretty fucking frightening and i i i hope this guy um doesn't win at all it seems like he would be a bad person to put in the in congress because what he says is terrifying um i'll go so far as to say fascist and um because i'm not really a national security risk or if i was you wouldn't know nothing about it and it wouldn't be about me being gay i'd be one hell of a spy right but that would be a different matter entirely. Um, this stuff is uh, coming to a fever pitch, and we might have a very, very bad summer as a society. Pride events mostly happen in June, but they happen all summer long. So, um, yeah, I don't know what to really say. I don't really know what more to say. Um, here's some more great shit. Here's a uh, Senator Rand Paul and Dr. Anthony Fauci going at it again, because that's just what we need. All the distribution of money in research grants. Um, 
Well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the question. No, that's the question. Have oh, you ever no, overseen, have you ever received a royalty plan. payment from a company that you later oversaw money going to that company? You know, I don't know as a fact, but I doubt it. I well, well here's the thing is, why don't you let us know? Why don't you reveal you how much you've gotten and from what entities? The NIH okay, refuses. That, that Look, we ask them. We ask them, the NIH, we ask them whether or not who got it and how much. They refuse right. to tell us. They sent it redacted. Here's what I want to know. It's not just about you. Everybody on the vaccine committee, have any of them ever received money from the people who make right. vaccines? Can you tell uh, me that? Can you tell me if anybody on the vaccine approval? It sounds like Austin Bennett. Received any money from people who make the vaccines? Soundbite number one. Are you going to let me answer a question? Okay, so let me give you some just quit. Fuck it. All, just quit right now. Okay. Tony Fauci, you've done you've done exemplary work. Just quit. Make them learn somebody else's name. Fuck it. You've done a, you've done good work for the most part during your career. Just fucking quit. You good. Go retire. Go sip a cocktail on a beach somewhere. According to the regulations, people who receive royalties are not required to divulge them even on their financial statement according to the Bayh-Dole Act. So let me give you some example. From 2015 to 2020, I the only royalties I have was my lab and I made a monoclonal antibody for use in vitro reagent that had nothing to do with patients. And during that period of time, my royalties ranged from $21 a year to $7,700 a year, and the average per year was $191.46. It's, it's all redacted, and you can't get any information on the 1,800 Senator scientists. Your, your time is So we want to know whether Senator or not Paul. people got money from the people who made the manufacturing Senator Paul, vaccine. your time is long over expired. I gave you an additional two and a half minutes. The witness has responded. We are going to move on. Senator Sanders. So... His problem isn't with Fauci because Fauci didn't redact the document. The NIH redacted the document. So why doesn't he have the head? Why doesn't he have somebody from like the fucking documents control department of the NIH up there to answer this question? <laughs> These fucking people, dude. And Dr. Fauci just volunteered information there. He's like, oh, yeah, I get the average 190 a year in royalties from 2015 to 2020. Rolling in the fucking dough, right? Like, you can't have experts working on things for the government if those experts can't also work in the private sector. I know there's a bit of a revolving door problem, but as far as people go on this stuff, Fauci's pretty good on it. He's not doing the fuck double-dipping shit that a lot of people have done over the course of history. And I, I doubt he's going to go back into the private sector after this. I think he, when he's done here, he's going to retire. Um, just like the money follow the money and it's like Rand paul you be quiet you be quiet Rand paul you're probably double dipping anyway in um <clears throat> in news that goes a little something like why is this monster that i helped create behaving like a monster we got dan crenshaw <clears throat> being harassed by it looks like proud boys and possibly groipers and they're just yelling at him that he's what eye patch? I forget what they're calling him. Here we'll see. I think it's eye patch McCain. They're calling him. 
at, a, I believe this is an airport. I'm not 100% sure. I passed McCain. Hey, I passed McCain. Look at I passed McCain right here. You're a rhino. You're a globalist. You're a globalist rhino. You're a globalist rhino. Kid, you're a globalist rhino. I passed McCain. I passed McCain. I passed McCain. You're a globalist rhino. So <clears throat> there's another video here just from another perspective here. These people, I don't feel, I don't feel the least bit fucking sorry for uh, Dan Crenshaw. Honestly, Dan Crenshaw fomented this fucking shit as part of his rise to power. Dan Crenshaw was the admin of a Pizzagate group on Facebook as he was right before he ran for office. Um, I'm sorry, not the admin, one of the admins in a Pizzagate Facebook group. So he, he created a monster, and now he's surprised it's acting like a monster. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Here's, here's more of this just from another angle. Economic forum sellout. Dan Crenshaw is a World Economic Forum young global leader. Huh? I don't care if I'm pissing you off. You're the reason we're in this situation, ma'am. Dan Crenshaw is a fraud. I mean, he is, but Dan Crenshaw sold all of you out, and you guys are still voting for him. Yeah, it's like uh, these people. Like, I don't feel the least bit sorry for any of these people when the monster they created turns on them. Like. They like knew what they were contributing to the entire time and they don't, they didn't care that it was like causing other people problems. Now that it's causing them problems, of course, well, you know, that now it's a problem, right? Now, now it's a problem. Here's Dinesh D'Souza warning about ind indicting Donald Trump saying that we shouldn't do it. Admittedly, Merrick Garland would like nothing more than to do a strike against Trump. But I think even he realizes, first of all, he's going into uncharted territory. The idea of indicting a president from the other party uh, is is a remarkable thing to do. And uh, in some ways would, I think, uh, push us not to, but perhaps toward uh, civil strife, maybe even civil uh, conflict. It's a very, very precarious action. I think the January 6th committee is blind to that. And so are many leftists on social media. They're like, so don't hold people accountable if they broke the law when they were in power because their supporters might get mad and their supporters might make a civil war that's what he just said um i mean he may not be wrong but he wasn't phrasing it as if it was a bad thing he was almost phrasing it like it sounded to me like this was a like a threat or like yeah don't do this or we're coming for you now don't get me wrong dinesh d'souza ain't coming for nobody he's counting on other people to do it just like every other one of these fucking people so <laughs> Here's uh, Marjorie the Gathering. She's an expert on uh, climate change and uh, global warming, and she's going to give you some uh, information about why we shouldn't be so concerned about it. 
Hmm. We've already warmed one degree Celsius. And do you know what's happened since then? Here, let me tell you. We have had more food grown since Mm. then, which feeds people. We are able to, producing fossil fuels keeps people's houses warm in the winter. That saves people's lives. People die in the cold. This this earth warming and, and, and carbon is is actually healthy for us. It, it, it is it's able it helps us to feed people. It helps keep people alive. It helps. There's the earth is more green than it was um, years and years ago, and that's because of the earth warming. That's because of carbon. Because it's like idiocracy. Remember, it's like what is it, Brondo or whatever? Brondo. I think it was Brondo. It's what plants crave. They like they're like oh, actually, all this carbon is good for the plants. Plants breathe carbon dioxide, but it's like we're also like deforesting at the same time this is insanity we grew a little bit more food because there was more population and more people needed food but it wasn't just because it was warmer the tomatoes aren't like oh it's a degree warmer let's make more tomatoes that's not really how this works there are some plants that do better in heat but some plants don't do better in in extreme heat uh it's a case-by-case plant-by-plant sort of basis here um, damn, this is the, the lightning round this week on my, uh, on my mini docket. Um, we got Britt Hume, Fox talking head. Um, he's just going to play make-believe right here. For possible prosecution. What strikes me about this, Brett, is that if they succeed either by damaging him or staining him such that he is either unable or, uh, for legal or political reasons to run again, they might end up finding out that they've done the Republican Party a great service because I think a great many Republicans think they can't win with Trump at the head of the ticket again. Um, they're, they're afraid of his supporters and don't want to come out against him directly, um, but they'd like him to go away. If the effect of this committee is to make his possible candidacy go away, I think a great many Republicans would privately be very glad. That's the fucking some land to make believe shit, my dude. Land to make believe shit. He's like, Pining away for a Republican Party that didn't really ever exist. They just pretended it existed. Whether or not, like, prominent, like, the Republicans that Brit Hume would respect, like, the respectable ones, whatever the fuck that means, whether or not they would be happy with Trump not running doesn't mean that it's better electorally for their chances of getting the presidency if Trump doesn't run. It's probably better for their electoral chances if he is on top of the ticket. And that's fucking terrifying. Here we go. This one's pretty funny. Tucker's almost got a point here in this one. If you can seize people's guns without proving that they committed a crime, why can't you imprison them without proving they committed a crime? If you can take their guns, why can't you take their homes? Why can't you empty their bank accounts? Ooh, sound paranoid? Alex Jones stuff? That just happened in Canada. So what's the... Yeah, civil forfeiture never ever happens in America. People never have all their fucking money taken when they're accused of a crime even before they're convicted of it. This doesn't happen at all ever. They don't have their cars taken, their homes taken before they're convicted of a crime. People in America have never had to fight the powers that be after they're acquitted to get their fucking car back. That's never happened. This guy's an idiot. Civil forfeiture is a huge thing in America and it happens a lot of times before a conviction. He's so dumb. Well, he's not. He knows this, though, right? He just counts on his audience not knowing this shit. All right, now we got Lauren Boebert. She's going to talk about the budget and Parmesan cheese. 
I don't make the clips. I just find them. And sometimes y'all help me find them. Washington Washington politicians are addicted to spending. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. And this addiction, like the American Rescue Plan is causing, is similar to Parmesan cheese and Hunter Biden. What? Thanks, and I yield back. Parmesan cheese and Hunter Biden. She's some people. I, I don't know. She. I guess she's trying to claim that people were saying that Hunter Biden just had Parmesan cheese when he clearly had powdered cocaine. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to keep up with the stupidity of somebody like uh, Lauren Boebert here. Speaking of stupidity, my dad was a president. He was inspirational. It was my daddy was president. I thought you knew. You know, the problem with the Democrats right now is they're so crazy. They're so far left. Their foreign policy stinks. Their economy stinks. The person in the, you know, White House um, isn't a hard worker. He's not motivational. He doesn't represent this country well. Um, you know, it's been blunder after blunder. And I, I think what's going to come up in 2022 is going to just absolutely yeah. uh, blow their socks off. And I think it's going to have to reset kind of the political system in this country. The Democrats are probably fucked in in the midterms. He's not wrong, but he thinks it's because Joe Biden isn't exciting. But the, the problem is just who's up for re-election? Where are they up for re-election? And like, what's kind of going on in our body politic right now? The, the right's done a pretty good job of getting all their people riled up on this fucking like gay, this queer panic shit they're doing. And so that's going to drive turnout. And the Democrats, like, how do you, how do you drive turnout with your position just being, nah, like, or that's not true. Like that doesn't, that's not going to drive turnout the way that the, the moral panic is. And so he's right, but for the wrong reason, it isn't because Joe Biden's boring or non-inspirational or whatever. It's because they've brought up the fucking same old moral panic again, and it's working again. Uh, here's Lindsey Graham kissing Trump's ass a little bit more. Shit, an ad on Twitter? That's crazy. I don't usually get ads on Twitter. There we go. Great, now the video's not going to play. <laughs> Let's try this again. This is live, everybody. People listen to the podcast. If you ever wonder whether or not the show's live, the show's live. You know what I liked about Trump? Everybody was afraid of him. Including me. That's because he got that compromise on you. The Chinese ambassador came in and said, we're trying to figure out Trump. I said, take a number, get in line. The Chinese ambassador didn't go talk to you. Here's one thing I can tell you about him. Don't cross him. Don't you miss that? Don't you miss an America that people respected and were a little bit afraid of? Um, nobody respected him. They were people were like afraid of him because he was um, unpredictable and had the access to the fucking nuclear weapons. Like he was definitely somebody that other people might be afraid of, but not because he's like so honest that uh, people just follow him or whatever. People were afraid of him for the other reason. So, uh, if you could imagine, after the election happened, the Trump campaign. I mean, there was really no Trump campaign after the election, but what was left of the Trump campaign, they, in fact, grifted everyone on the, the big lie shit. It was just all a grift. 
they, they just they raised two hundred and fifty million dollars. I'm senior investigative counsel with the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol. Between Election Day and January 6th, the Trump campaign sent millions of fundraising emails to Trump supporters, sometimes as many as 25 a day. The emails claimed the, quote, left-wing mob was undermining the election, implored supporters to, quote, step up to protect the integrity of the election, and encouraged them to, quote, fight back. But as the select committee has demonstrated, the Trump campaign knew these claims of voter fraud were false, yet they continued to barrage small dollar donors with emails, encouraging them to donate to something called the Official Election Defense Fund. The select committee discovered no such fund existed. I don't believe there is actually a fund called the Election Defense Fund. Election Defense Fund was another, I think we called it a marketing tactic. Yes. And tell us about these funds as marketing tactics. Uh, just a topic matter uh, where money could potentially go to be, how money could potentially be used. The claims that the election was stolen were so successful, President Trump and his allies raised $250 million, nearly $100 million in the first week after the election. On November 9th, 2020, President Trump created a separate entity called the Save America PAC. Most of the money raised went to this newly created PAC, not to election-related litigation. The select committee discovered that the Save America PAC made millions of dollars of contributions to pro-Trump organizations, including $1 million to Trump Chief of Staff Mark Meadows' charitable foundation, $1 million to the America First Policy Institute, a conservative organization which employs several former Trump administration officials, $204,857 to the Trump Hotel Collection, and over $5 million to Event Strategies, Inc., the company that ran President Trump's January 6th rally on the ellipse. All of us here today do not want to see our election victory stolen by emboldened radical left Democrats, which is what they're doing. The evidence developed by the select committee highlights how the Trump campaign aggressively pushed false election claims to fundraise, telling supporters it would be used to fight voter fraud that did not exist. The emails continued through January 6th, even as President Trump spoke on the ellipse. 30 minutes after the last fundraising email was sent, the Capitol was breached. You mean to tell me that the Trump organization was grifting people after the election? I mean, everybody knew that those emails, those fundraising emails were a grift, but like being able to look into them and like question uh, Trump people about where the money was going and have them tell tell was pretty good. Again, they're not going to whatever. They're all in the same club. Nobody's going to hold Donald Trump accountable for shit. Um, but I mean, I guess maybe some people will be a little harder to grift in the future. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know what good is going to come out of this this uh, hearing because people are just so dug in. They just think that the hearing is like a smear job and it kind of doesn't matter what comes out of this hearing. Um, I guess maybe, maybe if they refer people to the Justice Department for criminal prosecution, but that'll just be seen as like a political hatchet job. It's, it's all a huge mess. Anyway, uh, here's a theologian. Lauren Boebert talking about uh, Jesus and uh, AR-15s. On Twitter, a lot of the 
the little Twitter trolls, they like to say, oh, Jesus didn't need an AR-15. How, how many AR-15s do you think Jesus would have had? Well, he didn't have enough to keep his government from killing him. So... She's like right that the cops killed Jesus, but it was like the Romans or whatever. They would have killed him if he had a, well, if he had a gun, I mean, that would have been weird, right? Because there were no guns back then. Wild. At least she, at least she admits that the cops killed Jesus. I mean, I don't believe the story, but as the story goes, the cops did kill him, right? Notice how she said it was the government, not the cops. But I mean, you know, I, I think she said, you know, she said the truth there. She said the truth. So here we go. Here's Candace Owens giving some parenting advice. Our society has become increasingly disgusting. I spoke about this last week. And when, when you believe, when you start to see that your government is sponsoring that, when they're putting real dollars behind things like drag queen story hour in New York City, you should realize that something nefarious is going on because the government does not care about your children. No, the government does not love your children. The government does not want your children to be accepted. The government wants your children to be enslaved to government for the rest of their life. And right now, as we're seeing, there is a marriage between government and big pharma. It is my belief that that is the push behind this effort to tell children that they can pick their gender and to confuse them. I believe our government is actually sponsoring mental illness. I've said this over and over again, right? because people that are mentally ill cannot stand up on their own two feet, right? They become codependent with the government. They turn to the government for their hormone pills. They turn to the government for whatever pills that they can to make it feel better, right? And you are seeing right now that adults are getting behind this narrative so that they can have a woke t-shirt on and say, I love my children. I, I allow my child to pick their gender and pick their species. And Wait, they what? Feel proud of themselves because they can go and they can say this on Facebook that they're a wonderful, accepting and loving adult. when in reality they are underqualified to have children. They should have their children taken away from them because it's child abuse. It is child abuse to put a half naked adult in the room with a small child and having them read a book. It's just child abuse. That's what it is. It's child abuse to ask your, ch your child to take a dollar bill and put it into the thong of a grown adult. It's child abuse. It's child abuse. That's not child teachers abuse. To be telling children, knowing fully well that it is a lie that they can switch their gender biologically, right? But to encourage that behind a parent's back, that's child abuse. So <clears throat> these social media companies need to kick everybody off that's doing this. This panic right here, they need to kick everybody off. I don't give a fuck if it's Candace Owens, Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson. I don't care how fucking famous these people are. These companies, the mainstream social media companies, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, they need to kick these people off who are doing this. Last week, we reported on people showing up in military garb to disrupt a pride event because of this stuff. These social media companies are from here in the Bay Area where I live. This is the first place in the country where many gay, trans, lesbian, bisexual um non-binary probably before we even had good language around that felt safe specifically san francisco where twitter is and uh youtube's just a hop skip and a jump down the way in san bruno <clears throat> facebook 
hop, skip, and a jump down the way in East Palo Alto, maybe 35-minute drive. And a friend of mine a few years ago explained to me that he said something to me that I, you know, had never thought of. And he said, you know, all these companies, they're importing all these white guys in their mid-20s from all over the country who don't understand the culture here in the Bay Area. He's like, when they're done destroying San Jose and San Francisco, they will destroy the world. And I thought he was being a bit hyperbolic. And it turns out my friend Sean was absolutely right when he told me that. And uh, it was, I was dismissive of him at the time. And I should probably let him know that he was right. So here's, um, her name is Isabella Riley. And she's going to talk about bullying. Uh, She's on the Blazes show called Slightly Offensive. And I'm telling you straight up, this is way more than slightly offensive. A little bit of a content warning here. Um, uh, Self-harm, suicide. So feel free to mute it. Clip's about a minute 45 if you have to mute. That's fine. I mean, I bring up the seriousness of of the idea of the bullying is like, it does bring up an interesting question of like what our youth are being exposed to because obviously being being a public figure, death threats are part and parcel. I, I don't comp people being rude on comments. Bitch, like who cares? Like, like it's like people will follow your insecurities. If you're offended by people being mean to you on the internet, you shouldn't be on the internet. But that begs the difference. I'm talking about adults, but children... I mean, that's the problem. They have school on the internet now. They can't avoid being online. Mm-hmm. And it scares me a little bit because I'm going, man, if this was happening to like my 13-year-old and they didn't know about this, I don't want to be an overbearing parent. I don't want to be like, you know, looking into everything that they do. I, I don't like that kind of like, you know, being super, super hyper paranoid about everything. But I'm going, dude, if over a meme, like I, I didn't do anything crazy. If they shared a meme and they could be p- getting people trying to get them to commit suicide, sending them manuals. Someone sent me a manual of how to kill myself. This is some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, but you didn't kill yourself because you're not crazy. And how do you a, kill what's dead? Exactly. Exactly. Je- um, Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. Wait, what? He hung himself, right? Is that what they said he did? We don't know. Okay. Anyways, um, I don't your know. Your bottle was empty. As a parent, you need to teach your kids, kids to have thick skin. I don't know. Like, if someone sends you a death threat and you kill yourself, it's because you're crazy and mentally unstable, not because someone sent you a death threat. No, it's 100% true. But these kids also, with the internet, they're not able to socialize. They can't tell their parents what's wrong. So they'll just go straight to killing themselves, um, which is the scary part about it. Natural selection. Well, like, the- whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. Natural selection. I, mean, I, I wouldn't do that. To whoa. That. Just saying. Attention. Um, I need to change the subject here. Um, <laughs> um, speaking of things that don't make sense. Um, that was wild. So this lady um, Isabella Riley, uh, she can go fuck herself. Um, suicide isn't funny and, um, it's not natural selection. I imagine most people in my chat and most people listening to this podcast know or know of someone who's taken their own life and it isn't because they were uh, unfit for the world. So we haven't really done a lot of content around this COVID grifter John Campbell just because his content's fairly boring Um, but this is weird I'm just going to let these play there's a few clips here this is from the bad stats a great follow on Twitter check out the bad stats and this, this this is weird monkeypox is being transmitted in geographically diffuse sexual networks wait what so 
this seems to imply, and a direct quote from the government side, that there are uh, networks of sexual activity around the country, homosexual sexual activity around the country. Now, I've actually worked on um, clinics where we deal with, um, where we treat sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, okay, the last time was five or six years ago, but I hadn't come across these sexual uh, networks, so not quite sure what's going on there. If you do, do know, do, uh, do enlighten me. Um, it's not something that's uh, obviously in the public domain. So is there some sort of networking going on here for uh, presumably for sexual uh, purposes? People have always networked for sexual and dating purposes. Here's more later in the video. He just keeps bringing it up. He can't really fathom that there are networks of uh, people who are um, maybe having sex with one another. <laughs> Traditional con tact tracing is currently challenging well, i think that's to put it mildly um, it's very difficult to contact trace presumably due to the hidden nature of these um these these sexual networks which the government is referring to as i say do inform me if you know more about that than i do it's clearly not public domain uh, information i mean maybe the sexual networks are just hidden from you for whatever reason mr campbell if i was running a sexual network i would um, keep him out of it. Make sure he didn't know it. And uh, of course, there's no more video here. But this guy's, of course, gonna posit the uh, idea that monkeypox was actually made in a lab, even though monkeypox is not a novel, uh, novel virus. It is a well-known virus. So, all right. Up next, we got Dumb Dumb Left 2024. We got Caleb Malpin talking about how, uh, I don't know, Jimmy Dore would be a good presidential candidate. This is going to be one to watch. This We're going to have fun with this Jimmy Dore uh, grift that it will like try to disguise itself as a run for president. I know we're going to have some fun with this this year. For it, Jimmy, I think you ought to run. I think you ought to do it. I think having you become a political figure would be good for the country. I think it'd be good. You have the message that's needed. You're not part of the synthetic left and you're not part of the, the right wing. You are a working class, anti-war, pro-Medicare for all, pro-labor union candidate. And having you on there to oppose the lockdowns, how they've devastated working families, to oppose the surveillance state, uh, to call out the lying war makers and the fraud squad and the synthetic left and the right wingers and authoritarians and militarists. It sounds like he doesn't like anyone. Awesome. I I think having Jimmy Dore run for president would be tremendous. I do too. As a political commentator, I feel like Jimmy Dore running for president would be very good for me. Uh, also, very good for the good folks over at the Majority Report. Um, probably just good for everybody. Honestly, it's going to be very funny. He's going to maybe pull an Austin Bennett and not get his paperwork in and shit. And he's going to like say that the establishment prevented him from uh, running for president. But thanks for all your campaign donations and your information. I got a great mailing list now that I can shop out to other ghouls. That's what's going to go on here. So up next, we got a friend of Sam Harris. We got Majid Nawaz um, has gone complete conspiracy potato. And, uh, in this one, this is just like a David Icke level of crazy. And I, I've, I haven't listened to it, but I do trust Chris Kavanaugh of uh, Guru's Pod when he claims something is David Icke level crazy because he, like me, is an expert on when something is David Icke level crazy. 
is, in your view, as somebody that basically was the top guy in Pfizer, chief scientist around the world on this very topic, respiratory illnesses yeah. and medicine, right? Yeah. You've said that these vaccines don't work, don't stop infection, don't stop viral load, reduce viral load, and don't stop transmission. And are toxic. They knew and are and, toxic. And, are and toxic. they knew they weren't working. Now, we've got two options ahead of us. Because of that synchronicity we touched on earlier, in terms of how many countries did the same wrong thing at the same time, apart from Anders Tegnell, right? Either, as you and I have alleged publicly, there's some form of supranational force or pressure on yeah. these countries, yeah? And there are certain characters who are openly boasting about having exerted such a supranational pressure, Indeed. such as, for example, Klaus Schwab, saying that his young global leaders have infiltrated the, the governments around the world. He said over half of Canada's cabinet are members of his network. He yes. mentioned Macron. You know, he mentioned the usual suspects. Now, either that's going on, there's some form of supranational pressure on governments to toe the line and sell the pharmaceutical, do the pharmaceutical's bidding, or, or the other um, explanation is that the top scientists in all of these countries are all incompetent. Yeah. Now, actually, for me, the former sounds more believable than the latter. Yeah. There's a third option here is that you're wrong and they're generally right. And to the extent that some of the stuff they got seems counterintuitive or even they got it wrong, they just got it wrong in bad, in good faith. As um, information came in, they were doing their best to analyze it and they updated their fucking, they updated their recommendations and shit when new information came in and you're just a crank now. That's the third option and that seems like the one that requires the fewest assumptions here. Yes. To think that every one of them in every country by coincidence yes. was incompetent mm. doesn't really make sense to me. What does make sense is that there were political pressure because we know multiple times through history, not least the invasion of Iraq and weapons of mass destruction, non-existing weapons of mass destruction. Yes, I remember. We know where political pressure has led to experts in their field presenting misleading or false evidence that has later been discovered to have been a lie. Scientists have turned up dead like Dr. Kelly. Uh, and yet we've invaded an entire country, which is an incredibly serious thing to do. But we did it on a false premise. For me, what I have experience in, what I have evidence for, is that these sorts of lies can affect entire countries and the decisions entire countries make. And it's more likely that that kind of political pressure was deployed than to say every single scientist in every one of these countries made the very same mistake based on the very same incompetence and the same knowledge gap. That's a bit weird. Or they were, or you're just wrong about everything and they were right and they were right as they could possibly have been with the available information. And then when they updated their information, when they updated their recommendations and stuff later, it was because new information came in. It, it isn't like, grand conspiracy or complete incompetence when like something unfolds quickly and we don't know everything about it. Sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes people get it wrong and then they correct it later. And him bringing up Iraq and weapons of mass destruction. It's this thing. Conspiracy theorists will do this all the time. They'll be like, Oh yeah, well, yeah, I bet you think MK ultra wasn't real. And it's the like, no MK ultra was real. Journalists uncovered MK ultra and the government has admitted to MK ultra. That was a bad thing that happened. But they don't know, like, during the time of MK Ultra, what were the other conspiracy theories that were going around? How many were there hundreds or thousands that turned out not to be true? Were there flat earthers back then? Did that make the flat earthers right? If there were flat earthers during the time of MK Ultra? Like, one bad thing and a cover up happening doesn't mean that everything 
doesn't mean that you get to just decide that everything else is a cover up and have people be credulous and have people take you seriously. So yeah, the seems like the the Bush administration did their did their little good bit of lying about uh, Iraq after 9/11 to uh send us to war. That seems to be the case. But that doesn't mean that now just everything is that. That's a dumb way to look at the world. We take things on a case by case basis. So uh Jordy Pete's still doing his thing. Um He's doing fine, actually, and he's not in a state of internet-induced rage at all, ever. And, by the way, it will most definitely be the case that a disproportionate number of children freed from their hypothetical gender confusion would have grown up to be physically intact and fully functional gay adults. Need I point out that this unpalatable fact makes a mockery of any claim that the extended alphabet world of the LGBTQ plus coterie in any sense constitutes a homogenous and unified community. At least he got LGBTQ plus correct. But um, trans doesn't just mean gay. If you believe that you are, <clears throat> if maybe we'll say if you know that you are a different gender than what you were assigned at birth, that doesn't make you gay, straight, fucking bisexual. It doesn't make you none of those. Those are just completely different questions. <laughs> like, you can be straight, essentially. Like, oh, it gets so complicated because, like, when you take his framing of it, right? A trans, his, in his framing, a trans woman would be a man. So if that woman, that trans woman dated men, now that's just a gay man in his framing. Also, if I'm not mistaken, it's not like this guy's like a super good friend to like gay and lesbian people. He's had a lot of nasty things to say about us over time too. So <coughs> he's just a bigot and I don't know. They should just take him off of the platforms because he's like adding, throwing fuel on this fire and we're seeing violence happen as a result of the, the fire that he's throwing fuel on. Just kick him off. Fuck it. He's got so much goddamn money now. It's not like he needs the money. All right. We got just a couple more stories on the docket here, and then we'll go into our normal Catterday Fair where, I don't know, we do other infuriating stuff. If you're listening to the podcast version of this and you don't know what I'm talking about, if you tune in, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media every Catterday around 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it's more of an open format. We do a lot of like dystopia beat and stuff, but we'll also do some beats. Well, I'll probably, I'll probably end up spinning some music tonight because I didn't last night. I take links from the chat and we just kind of have a bit of more open format. Maybe do a little long form content where we look at a video for longer, or do a deep dive on something that doesn't fit into the other shows. Make sure you're following our Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. We usually do this show on Sunday. I just won't be available tomorrow. Um, Mike Lindell had his pillows removed from uh, Walmart and, um, I don't know. I'm not rooting for Walmart, but if it's Walmart versus Mike, Mike Lindell, I guess fuck it, we're rooting for Walmart. We're rooting for Walmart, right? It's just me and this, the executive VP of Walmart. And he gets on there. Now, remember, the, the CMO said sales are fatiguing, which was a lie. This guy, I talked to him and I said, this will be your biggest product buy through in the history of Walmart, just like my other three price points were. I said, we're going to give you a MyPillow at 1988. That's what you can retail it for in your store. 
And um, so he goes, I, he go, all of a sudden he goes, well, no, we're not, we're going to, we're not ever having my pillow again. He said, uh, uh, you don't make the rating of four of a four. And I go, what rating system? And he goes, I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, he goes, that's proprietary. It's none of your business. And I say, you don't make the rating of a four go away. We're not buying your fucking pillows. Two and a half years ago, we put in a rating system. And I go, what? I said, I'm high rated. I look it up. We've made it a five, a four, 3.8. These are just customer ratings. I said, you do realize bots and trolls attack all the time. And he goes, he goes, no. He says, well, we're canceling my pillow. And he had this smirk on his face. I said, goodbye. You're going to be all over the news tomorrow. And I slammed the computer. Uh, Don't put in the newspaper that I was mad. Do not put in the newspaper that I was mad. I was not mad. I was not mad that Walmart kicked me out of their store. I would smirk, too, if I was the Walmart person who got to tell Mike Pillow to go fuck himself. Because he probably spoke with a number of people at Walmart who were not um, empowered to tell him to go fuck himself. But then he finally got somebody who was empowered to tell him to go fuck himself. And they did it. And I think that's great. <laughs> he still sell the shit at Hobby Lobby. I think uh, Cracker Barrel is actually a restaurant, but maybe they'll sell his, his pillows, too. Now, Mike Lindell versus our, our friend Zach. There's a clear who to root for here. It's obviously Zach Patrizzo. Because I hope I'm not butchering his name because uh, Zach is wonderful and Mike Lindell is not. I hope Zach's part of it. He can go learn his lessons, sit behind bars, and uh, think about what he's been doing to our country. Um, I'm. This, is it. this has been like a massive battle that we're in, a war we're in. Where it's you know, it's uh, there's a line down the hallway. Why does that? Why are they going to put Zach in jail? Zach's just like doing like reporting. He's like telling people what you're doing. Zach is your line to the outside world, sir. Nobody would know what the fuck you were talking about if it wasn't for Zach and the Daily Beast because you got kicked off of everything. So the only way we even know what you're saying is what Zach's doing. You should be sending Zach a fucking fruit basket, my friend. Also, just like critical support to Zach. He's like, what, 24 now? And he's like one of the best reporters on the dystopia beat. That is, that is a pretty, he's made just incredible accomplishments for such a young man. So good on Zach. Good on Zach. And shout out to like Will Summer and uh, Jared Holt and everybody out there that does this kind of work. Because um, I couldn't do what I do here without uh, y'all doing the original reporting. That's for sure. So in a story that would have been red light, but the whole show is red light essentially because we didn't split it up today. Um, we have a, a QAnon panel. This is Michael Flynn and Patrick Byrne talking about how everyone was shocked that Dr. Simone Gold was sentenced to jail time. This was what, the 16th? So it's not today. It was like two days ago. She was sentenced to jail time for her role on January 6th. And they're they're just stunned by it. I guess it's because she got doctor before her name. She's not, they're not used to rich people with doctor before their name going to jail or some shit. Told her to stop. There were police stand, right. standing there like this, saying, oh, right. stand, "Yeah, go ahead." And and uh, and so she gets in there, and I and I think that we'll we'll get the the her statement uh, put online so people can hear it because it's really it's pretty like you go, "Wow, that's really good." I I appreciate that somebody's saying that, especially somebody with her background. And so anyway, long story short, that was January sixth of twenty twenty one. Here we are, uh, June sixteenth, I think, of twenty twenty two. And uh, she went into court today to be sentenced for, for a misdemeanor charge 
And, you know, we all felt like, you know, it would be a, a uh, go do some community service, which she's already, she does, um, you know, she's an emergency room doctor, she, not yeah. much more you can do. Right. She does a lot of community service now anyway. And, uh, and the judge slapped her with 60 days. And I understand it's the same judge that, that uh, was presiding in the uh, Sussman trial, which Interesting. is suspect, you know, I mean, uh, whatever. We'll... I don't know, 60 days on a misdemeanor, like with national security implications is like a very small amount of time. Um, she probably could have been charged with way more. She was definitely uh, riling people up on January 6th. I didn't catch any of her live because we were too busy watching a door be stolen. We we're too busy watching like the usual our cast of characters like Baked Alaska and Deanna Plaus and stuff, but. My understanding is that she did a pretty good job around that crowd up. So here's our last story on the docket. We're not going anywhere after this, everybody. And like I said, uh, uh, pod listeners, this might be another good show for me to just spend a little more time reminding you to follow us on Twitch. There's a, you know, without doing, without divulging too much, there's fucking thousands of you that download each episode of this podcast. And I would like it very much if you were all part of our Twitch community. Um, but if you prefer the pod, we're not that mad at you. We're just a little bit mad at you. People here in my, in my chat are like super nice and they'll, I don't know, they'll, they'll pretend they like you even if they don't. So our last story is Christopher Key. He had a, a light on his Mustang broken and he like tried to call the cops and claim that someone did it. And I guess the cops came out and they're, they're going to explain to him why there's no real recourse on, um, his claim that someone busted the light on his, uh, Vaccine police piss drinking Mustang. Oh, podcast listeners. Again, this is a clip you usually wouldn't get because this would usually be in red light. So only live uh, uh, people and uh, the uh, the Patreon people would get this. So uh, I don't know. You're special this week. Everybody's special every week, but you're special this week. Um. I went to the Doubletree and I had the intention of getting a search warrant for that video footage. Um, if they were, you know, going to be reluctant to give it to me, they, they were forthcoming with information. Um, unfortunately, I spoke to another detective. They are updating what they told me. They are updating their security system. And that camera that was pointed at your Mustang was actually not functioning at the time. You got to be kidding me. No, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Um, I, I, was, I also watched the body camera footage from the officer who um, came out and interviewed you. I didn't see, and maybe it's just the camera, but I didn't see any glass on the ground. I saw it in the taillight. Right, and I, I didn't right. either, and that's why, I'm, you know, somebody had to clean something up. At some point that during the night, somebody had to sweep something up. Yeah, potentially. Uh, definitely potentially. I have a... a- an alternative hypothesis this guy got in like a minor accident or something or ran into something and busted the light on his car and then is trying to claim that it got busted by someone at the hotel so that he can like have his insurance pay for the light that's my that's my guess so far um i saw your vehicle and i know that there's graphics on it and stuff um so i asked the hotel and they some of the employees weren't aware but once i got to the manager he said that, you know, he confirmed that you were hosting a conference. Um, sir, actually, can I, let me, can I call you back in just a few minutes? 
Um, um, I have I have my boss calling me right now. Yes, sir. Call me right back. Thanks. Thank you. Again, did you you call me back? Yes, I did. Okay. I did. Thank you. There, um, there was just a big thing in Roswell and Alpharetta today, so I do apologize for having to get off the phone for a moment. No. I see it in the news. Um, that being said, yeah, there, there was no video footage. Um, do you do you think so? When you, I saw in the report that you moved your car under the carport to because you were afraid that what you describe as possibly some Antifa element. Yeah, that, <laughs> did, you, did you happen to see your taillights not broken? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, just so I can tell you real quick, um, just so you know the whole gist of it, we had a big event there at the hotel. Um, we were at a church down the road, and because of Antifa, the preacher didn't feel comfortable, so we had to move it. And um, Antifa showed up on Saturday um my. did antifa show up at this guy's event is he talking about the time he got kicked out of the church and then went back in there to take a piss and they told him to fuck himself does he think those are antifa my car was parked in the back um and there should be video footage of that where um, about 10 antifa people showed up and they were physically outside my car literally cussing at it uh, but we had security and everything. Cussing at your car. Well, you, your car's feelings um, sure were I hurt. Felt like you know they knew I was staying there and they knew my car was going to be there. So I talked to the night manager and asked him what would be the safest place to put my car, um, so that we would have camera footage. And she said here and pointed to that camera. And then she also pointed out in the distance and said there was another camera out there. So if anything happens, it would be covered. So that was why I parked right where I did. Probably hotel staff was right underneath the camera. Um, so that we could capture this. So you're saying, uh, they're saying now the camera was not working? Seriously, Detective? Uh, unfortunately. I mean, how did, that's the case. I mean, how do we know it's not working? How can we take their word for it's not working? Um, we, have, we have a very, very strong relationship with them. It doesn't seem like they have any, you know, um, iron to the fire with this yes they sir. didn't even know that they didn't know what the event they don't even know what uh your event was i didn't uh, i didn't tell them until uh, after we had already talked about the video footage so uh, even if i had uh a search warrant in hand i don't know how to manipulate their system and uh i i i have a working relationship and uh with the manager yes sir and uh again they're very they're very very friendly with the roswell police department we've had issues there uh occasionally um that we've helped them with so i i to be honest with you i just trust the manager but, but detective this is a double tree hotel very nice hotel that is their main video camera of everything so you're saying their main video camera, how long has it been down? Is it always down or it just happened to go down last night when my car was there or what? No, they said they said there's been a trouble ticket in for it and they're actually upgrading all their cameras. Can we see can we see a copy of their trouble ticket then? I mean that should be something easy that's for them. Not something, that's not something that I I know, but yeah, I'm, I'm but detective, I mean that's something very simply that they should give us, you know, if they're willing to do it unless you know they, they i don't know this is very frustrating detective you know i that, completely understand i mean you're <clears throat> you're within your right to do everything you're doing and it sounds like obviously there's people who disagree with you and what you're doing and um, i can't really speak to either side of that but 
Um, you know, I'm terribly sorry this happened to you. Luckily, uh, did they do, besides the taillights, and taillights are, I'm not saying they're, they're cheap, but they're, you know, you can pull them out, plug them in, put them in. Was there any other damage? Because I know no, you got no, an expensive wrap, no, wrap on the car. Yeah, I do. And, and that, thank God. Dude, if, if like, you if know, any yeah, group was going there to fuck his car up, they wouldn't just fuck just, up the taillight. You know, it's very frustrating that, you know, they told me to park there because there was a camera there. And then now... All of a sudden, the camera's not working, which they've had plenty of time to look at the camera and see whether it was one of their employees or somebody they knew yeah, that did it. Was, it. was it the manager you spoke to or was it an employee who spoke to you? Uh, I, the camera? It, it was whoever was the manager at night. I mean, she wasn't a manager. She was the only person there that night. Yeah. You know, she was the one that so was in charge. It sounds like she might not have known. Of course. Know, it sounds like a manager thing. Uh, yep. But, um, so what you're saying is there's absolutely nothing you can do for me, correct, Detective? Well, um, I am going to put the case inactive, but uh, if any new information comes up, uh, I can do something with that. But, yeah, I don't have any investigative leads. Um, I do have probable cause that a crime was being committed, but I have no, I have no leads to go off of. But And, and again, I, I don't mean to go back to this. I'm going to go back to one other time. We just have to take their word that the camera was not working. Their main camera at the DoubleTree Hotel was not working. We just have to take them at the word. We can't. Well, I would say I wouldn't say main camera. I would say it's one of the it was one of the carport cameras. Um, but they have a trouble to get in for that camera. I mean, well, I mean but um, why is it so hard to ask for that? Why is it so hard to ask for that yeah. trouble ticket J just to see it for verification? That's something very easy for the, for you to ask for just to see it, and, and not not because you want to see it, because you know the person that had his car damage is you know really wants to make sure this is legit. I mean, you could play it that way. I know you said you have a great relationship with them, but why would it be so hard to ask yeah, you just I to mean, see the trouble ticket? It's it's not it's not and I'll you know I'll do you that would make me uh, feel a lot better if you just ask him yeah, and if yeah, you I'll do it that's, I, I I would if that's what makes you that would really that would really make me feel absolutely if you could do that for me and then if we can see a real trouble ticket then I'll drop it okay detective yeah yeah I mean uh, I have no problem doing that and if there is no trouble ticket uh, I'll I'll go there and, and use the and manipulate the cameras okay. Um, I feel a lot better about that then, okay? Absolutely, yeah, I'll ask. Um, no, no, no problem trusting but verifying, so I'll, I'll do that, and I'll hopefully contact you by Friday, okay? I appreciate it, Detective. Thank you very much, sir. Yep, you have a good day. You too, man. Bye-bye. This guy drives like a 2001 V6 Ford Mustang. I can't imagine like the, like the taillight assembly being more than like 50 bucks, right? I, like... <clears throat> Like shit happens. Like when you park your car places, sometimes things happen. You don't know why they happen. Nobody had to have done it on purpose. Somebody else could have just backed into your car and maybe not even noticed that they backed into your car because they're in a big fucking car. Like maybe you backed into something and didn't notice it. Maybe you backed into something and did notice it and you want your insurance company to pay for it because it was Antifa. Maybe you're just trying to grift your supporters on this, which seems likely, right? trying to fundraise on a broken taillight on a 2002 or 2003 V6 Ford Mustang with a fucking annoying ass anti-vaccine wrap on it. Who fucking knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? That's a pretty common car at a wrecking yard. You could definitely get that part for super cheap if you were uh, resourceful. And it's just a few screws because that's not a new car where the taillights are all fucking fancy and shit. 
If it was a new car, that taillight would be thousands of dollars, definitely. Anyway, I guess that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you're tuned in live, don't go anywhere because I'm not going anywhere. I just had to like do a little news show because we do one every week and I won't be available tomorrow night or at least not at seven tomorrow night. Uh, live viewers and uh, people on the pod, I might release the pod tomorrow when I wake up. I'll be doing something tomorrow night. Probably won't start till like 9.30 or 10 though because I got, I got the reservations all the way across town. I got to go all the way across town for Father's Day, but it'll be good. The restaurant's real good. Plus, I did a great job buying a gift for my dad. Anyway, happy Father's Day to those of you out there who are celebrating. Um, I don't know. If you don't like your dad, then you don't need to celebrate Father's Day. Uh, hopefully, you have uh, better friends than you do family if you don't like your dad. And um, yeah, and I guess with my audience, actually, I should be like any of you who are fathers out there. I bet you are great fathers. So, at the end of the show, we're going to play another cat-related song because it are Catterday. When we get back, we'll be going into our regular Catterday routine, which means I have no idea what we're going to be watching or listening to, and it will probably be infuriating. Thanks, everybody.
happy ever want to be here, baby, and I want to say, hey, it's just so lovely every time I see you now, and I want to say, hey, let's get ready, it's a big, big party now, and I want to say, hey, I'm so happy, baby, I'm so happy, oh, come on, kitty, kitty, how it looks so pretty, won't you tell me what you want to do? We got a hundred million miles to fly And there's no time to wonder about what others do Cause if it's one thing, then it's another And we can spend a lot of time playing cool with each other Cause baby, if you're trying for me, then I'm trying for you And I did it all before, so we would already know Nobody ever wanna go until they're ready to go You baby wanna have a good, good time And I wanna see Echoplex Media streams seven days a week on twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. With a variety of hosts and topics, there's bound to be something you'll like or hate so much you can't stop watching it. All times are Pacific. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.